Cheers. Welcome to Flat Out Podcast. I think my beer is skunky. Is it? I'm going to find out here in a second. I think I'm allergic to beer. We uh, we discussed this earlier. It's pretty, it's pretty gross, but it'll do. But the show has to go on. I can't let a skunky beer stop me. That is it. That's why I'm drinking whiskey tonight. Yeah, you're allergic to beer, we found out. I think so. Or unless I just made it up. Head trash. No, but... I, I don't know. Obviously, after you drink alcohol the next day, it's called a hangover. But with beer, I could drink like three of them. And then the next day, not only do you feel like doo-doo, but it just, uh, I don't know, makes me feel weird. My body aches. Just different. Three beer, like, come on, a 12-pack or something. Or like, even six beers, I would say, all right, then, the then next day you're feeling bad. But three beers over the course of a whole night isn't really I think close. it's yeast. To be honest with you. So we are uh, now doctors and we are diagnosing my beer allergy. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But you don't feel that way when you drink whiskey no. or bourbon or no. anything else? No. You drink one glass and you're good. Maybe that comes with getting old because I don't Maybe. I don't feel anything no matter what I do. I got autoimmune disease, all kinds of stuff. No, that just Yeah, I do. I ever tell you about that? No. Okay. So fun fact. Yeah, autoimmune disease. Yeah. Yeah, it, a lot of them runs in my family. My mom has lupus. Mine's not as bad as that. But um, <clears throat> what was it? We're going to get on this subject. This is how I found out. So I've always been achy, and I just thought it was because I was working my balls off, you know, just nonstop working, working, working. So, like, my, my hands hurt, my knees, all my small joints would always hurt. So I was uh, doing my normal physical, getting a checkup and my protein levels in my blood, which my blood's always been, as a kid and stuff, always been perfect. You know, I never worried about it. Blood, uh, or the blood pressure's been low, all that stuff. So I've been healthy. And uh, my doctor, like, sends me a thing, like, hey, your uh, protein levels are kind of high. And that's, like, a sign of, like, it could be your your body's fighting something, right, is my understanding, my automobile background understanding of it. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I got an infection or something, Some, you know, like uh, something. So test after test after test after test, more blood, more blood, more blood. Then they're like talking it could be like a bone cancer or lymphoma or blood cancer like it, or whatever. What would that be? What, what's the blood cancer? Uh, leukemia, not lymphoma. Yeah. Lymphoma is yeah. of your liver. So this is right after I went full time on my own. I'm by myself in a shop. I think I remember this. And you were, you were, I was terrified. Yeah, you were scared for me. Yeah, if I, remember, I was right? freaking terrified because you go in, you you take these tests, and you don't get the results back for like days. It's like, dude, I want to find out what's wrong with me. And um, after seeing multiple doctors, multiple appointments, I kept it quiet. I didn't want like parents to know and stuff like that. But uh, until I figured out what it was, I didn't want nobody worrying. Best case scenario for all the tests, it was, uh, it's called Sjogren's syndrome is what I have. And I take two pills every single day. If I don't take them, I barely could walk to brush my teeth in the morning because my feet, my body just aches. Like my feet feel like somebody was just smashed my feet with sledgehammers. This whole time I thought you were old. Yeah. And dude, believe me, I thought that same thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting old that quick. But the medicine takes like a long time to kick in. I've been on it for like three years, two and a half, three years. 
Um, but yeah, fun fact: if you uh, if you're feeling like shit, go get your uh, go get checked to make sure that it's nothing serious. Um, I'm gonna be on these pills the rest of my life. And uh, I was actually at the dentist today. So another side effect. Yeah, he goes to the dentist at 7 a.m. Has anyone ever heard of that? I've, I've never heard of it. You're lying. You didn't, go, you didn't go at I'll, 7 a.m. They're I'll not even open them. at 7 a.m. Yeah, they are. Macy's Family Dentistry, they're awesome. They're open at 7 a.m. I got to get it done. I was at the shop by 8.20. They did all kinds of x-rays. I didn't believe that. It was just a, a cleaning. So I make sure I religiously go in um, for a lot of dental visits because Sjogren's Syndrome, what it does is obviously it attacks your joints, makes them inflamed, kind of like rheumatoid arthritis, similar. Um, any doctors out there might correct me. I might not be exactly right, but it attacks your saliva glands. So you don't make saliva. So I'm such a badass, I don't cry. That's that's what that means. <laughs> like tears and saliva. So my eyes will get beat red if I, you know, if I don't take my medicine, stuff like that. So you can't uh, cry. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, a, I'm such a badass. I don't know. I haven't found out, but, <laughs> but, uh, the saliva glands, if your mouth, if you have dry mouth, uh, you're prone to cavities. So for like two years before I got diagnosed with Sjogren's, I'm like, why am I having cavities? I brush, I floss multiple times a day. I'm like, it's gotta be that damn coffee I'm drinking with sugar in it. So I stopped putting sugar in my coffee. I just put creamer. <laughs> And it's still like every time I go for my cleaning, I have like four cavities. It's because you're not brushing your teeth. I electric toothbrush, water pick. You're not flossing. Floss. I floss really, you're every a... <laughs> single night. And I'm like, what? Like, what am I? What am I missing? Here? I've never had a cavity in my life over your. You got it's genetic. Like it. It was my show. Fun fact: I don't. Yeah. I don't floss. Really? Never got a cavity, dude. I floss all the time. Really? I yeah. And I'm on prescription toothpaste all kinds of stuff so um yeah that's my my background in Sjogren's but going back to like when I was figuring it out I thought the next two years was going to be hell and I had fucking cancer dude no joke so yeah, but you were gonna you were gonna kill that cancer cancer got nothing on you even if you did have it that that was my mindset at the time because I was like preparing for anything. And at that time, like obviously I just went on my own full time. So I was like going as kind of as hard as I can. But at the same time, like when you start a business and you you have that like I, I'm gonna call it a near death experience, right? I felt like fucking two years, dude, I could be dead in a year. I could be dead. If that was freaking like bad bone cancer, I, that was all that was going through my head 24 seven. And I'm like, I have so much more that I need to, not that I want to, that I need to accomplish in my life. And how the hell am I going to do it in two years? So with that mentality, that first year that, that I found out that I like, this was like a six month ordeal. And I find find out that it's the best case scenario I have Sjogren's. I was like, you know what? I was just about to live my life like I was going, like I was done. So that's what like made me kick it into high gear and uh and seriously bust my ass and and have no fucking excuse for shit. Just do it. Get it done. Well all out, flat out. That that's something it. that's very relevant in my life right now. I've lost a couple of family members in the past year 
very unexpectedly for both of them. And mm-hmm. it really makes you rest. Even, you know, a teacher from my school the day before he retired had a heart attack and, and died in the woods. Jeez. The day before he retired. And it makes you wonder, okay, you could work your whole life, you know, save up your whole 401k, do everything you're supposed to, set yourself up for retirement and die the day before. What are you doing? Why aren't you living every day like you retired? Why don't you go do all the things you want to do? Why are you procrastinating when you could die tomorrow? These unexpected deaths make me realize anything can happen. There's no point in waiting to do anything. If you want it, go do it now because there's never a better time. There's no reason to procrastinate. What if you did everything you wanted to do right when you said you were going to do it? So I said, I'll do that next week. I'll do it. I'll do it next year. I'll do this. Just go do it because you you could die. You could croak tomorrow and it's all for what? What are you doing it for? You know, why, why are you saving so intensely? Sure, have yourself set up, but, you know, no reason to count every single penny for, for what? If you, if you die tomorrow, it doesn't really matter. So I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah. I, I don't think, no, it's funny you, you don't realize start. it. You don't realize it until you realize it. And then you're like, wow, why don't I just do whatever I want, whatever I want? And, it's your life, and, man. And roll with it. Why do you got to wait until you're 65 to do everything you want to do? And, oh, I'm going to travel the world when I retire. And I'm going to buy this car. And I'm going to do this. And me and my wife are going to do this. You might not make it there. So you better you better start planning on how you're going to do that now. Because there's no better time than right now. I don't want to have any regrets. Yeah, I want to make sure I accomplish everything I've been wanting to do. I don't want to have any regrets. That's yeah. for sure. I don't feel like I'm even it. A third of the way. There. Yeah, I don't even, we got a lot of shit to do. I don't. This is the like, beginning. Yeah, this is like when things us. start to get fun. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like I've done anything that I really want to do yet. You know, I'm, this has all been sacrificed to this point. Sure, I've accomplished a lot. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm ungrateful for that. But th- there's a lot of things I want to do, and a lot of places I want to see. Yeah, we're looking ahead. It's great what we did in the past yes. and how we got here, but we're looking ahead. Not that we. Not that honestly, not that I want more money or anything. I want to. I just want to accomplish the fulfillment. I want to accomplish a lot. The fulfillment of doing it yourself. Like people say, like, oh, money can't bring happiness, but there, there is, like, money brings the availability to do other things and help people, right? So, so that does bring you happiness. So we want, like, like I tell everybody that that comes in. If I could do your repair for free, the fulfillment of you being happy is way, way more than you, the money that I'm collecting from you. The money I'm collecting from you is so I could deliver this to more people. I could deliver this. I could have this beautiful shop for people to wait in and da, 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 and pay. I could pay my guys very well to do their job and support their family and have a good career for them. So really the the money that we're bringing in is a tool to keep doing bigger and better things and being greater and that that's really what pay that i'm working for right now is is yeah, that like, exact that gratification yeah that's what that one that's what makes you sleep at night you know, the money comes and goes i can tell you how fast money goes you know yeah it's gone yeah, we can second you know what's we can it? make all our money go right oh, away tonight I, instantly if we wanted to so yeah. it's got to be deeper than that you gotta be smart with it. You ready for me to blindside you with a question? And I'm a little nervous that yeah. you're, you're not. I'm gonna bring up one more thing. Just going back to our like life and death before we go to that question. We could we could just keep rolling with episode so, like this and save the question for next week if you want to. No, we'll hit the question next. I think I just got one more thing. And if if this takes off, then 
then we'll, okay, we'll just keep talking. So I was dying. told by a really cool dude, uh, his name's Mike from a group that I was in. Um, he was our guest speaker, and he said that you are a spirit, right? He's like very spiritual, very, and, and I mean, this shit, like after like going through the whole Sjogren's thing, thinking I had cancer, all kinds of stuff. And like, I have so much more to accomplish and all that went through my mind. I didn't show it, but there was, I'll, I'll be honest. There was one night when I figured out, like when I got the news that it wasn't that, and it was Sjogren's that I was working on my father-in-law's truck and I was fucking crying like a little bitch. I thought you don't cry. I thought you can't cry. You're then I did. But I don't know if there's any tears because I had Sjogren's, but but oh, I was I was seriously like I felt like I got another life, and it was good. I was working on my father-in-law's truck. He hit a uh, he hit a brick like post pulling into uh, Chase Bank in Chardon, but uh, it was a bad front end hit. I'm putting it together. It's ten o'clock at night. And I just, I was like, you know, from this point on, I'm going to give it, give it everything I got. And uh, I have been, I, you know, you get slacking at times, but going back to, I got a little off track. Going back to what Mike said is we are, we are all a spirit, right? And our body, he called it a meat wagon, right? So your body is what allows your spirit to do all these great things. You get it? Is it clicking? I, I got what you're saying. Yeah. So going to the gym, taking care of your body is all your spirit telling your body what to do to, to give it the best ride of its life. If you're out of shape and you can't go rip a 450 dirt bike down the road because you're out of shape and you can't do it, like you're not giving your spirit its full potential. So by like having a hot rod body, like obviously not nobody's like perfect. We're not perfect or anything, but you can, your body is the, the, the driver behind your spirit. And that's all we got. And let your spirit ride that meat wagon to wherever you want to go. That, that meat wagon's in your head too. What's you got a hot rod mentality. Yep. You got a hot rod mentality where you're popping wheelies or you, you a conservative, you know, where you just, you just want to do things exactly, which there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just, how do you want to take this ride? Yep. Well, I've, I've always been a, fan of uh, the more exciting journey so i'd rather uh be rolling wheelies and ripping should burnouts. we name this podcast the meat wagon we can i mean that wasn't our main topic <laughs> no, that's here, not our main topic. we got side tra- we got 15 minutes of sidetrack like, right. i think it was it was valid we're gonna keep this one as short as we can to a half hour yeah we'll answer so this, this couple questions and i got a little bit to talk about here but it all starts with a question to you let's that, get that question that you might botch Let's see. It how is, it is. It's a super simple question. All right. <clears throat> how many things can you do with a paperclip? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. How many things can you do with a paperclip? You could just about do anything with a paperclip. How so? You could make all kinds of different tools and things with it. Why? What did you have to use a paperclip for today? Don't worry about it. So you could hold papers together, number one. Yeah. Right? What if you want to pick a lock? If you're good, if you train yourself to pick a lock with a paperclip, you could pick a lock with a paperclip. What else if can you, you do with a paperclip? If you teach yourself how to Enlighten me. deactivate a firearm with a paperclip, you can use a paperclip. Let me ask you this. Could you use a paperclip to build a bridge? To hold the plants together, yeah. 
what if you encapsulate the paper clip in cement? I guess you used it, right? So you can uh, you could do anything with a paper clip. You could install carpet with a paper clip. I'm looking at the carpet in his office. Just throw that paper clip under that carpet, and you could just say you used it, right? I'm glad you answered this how I wanted it to be answered. <laughs> so this is uh, something I heard today in another podcast I was listening to, and I was like, how many how, how many things can you do with a paper clip? Anything you want. And the whole purpose of this question is actually an exercise. And they they ask people this all the time, okay? Scientists do, or brain brain. I've never heard people. it in my life. Okay, brain studying people. What do you call those? Uh, psychiatrists, yeah. maybe something yeah, something along those lines. They use this question, and it shows how creative you are. If you can come up with at least, I think, fifty uses of a paperclip, like you're considered highly creative. Really? Okay? Where like most people are like. I mean, building a bridge with a paper clip, that's kind of like throw it in the concrete. It's not really building the bridge. But it's the creativity that you thought yeah. that it could be used yeah. for something. It's still like. It can hold that one piece of concrete together like rebar. Yes. Yeah. So it's like beyond what normal people would think. Like, you know, someone will say you can hold paper with it. You could use it for, you know, just a couple, like three answers. Yeah. You know, if someone wanted to say that. So they did this study with kindergartners, okay? Guess like the average, okay, of how many kindergartners. They, it was like 45 ideas, kindergartners said. Wow. They could, just because they're so creative, they're little yeah. kids, all these different things they can do with a paper. And, and maybe we overthink it too. Well, they, As they, adults, they kept with those kindergartners it. the same class up until they were, I think, graduating college. By the time they got they finished college, I think it was down like five ideas they could do the paperclip. When they were kindergartners, they came up with forty five. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this is, if you're not being creative in your business or life, and I'm guilty of it, I'm not the mm -hmm. most creative person on the planet, but I, I have I tend to come up with some good ideas. If you're not being creative in your business, I think that's detrimental. You have to be creative to stand out. You have to yeah. be creative in your sales pitch. You have to be creative in the whole sales process. You have to be creative to get leads here. You have to be creative in the way you do things. You have to do things differently. You have to be creative in your customer service. Well, you weren't happy with this. How about we combat this with a whole creative thing they've never heard in customer service in their life? They're like, wow, that was different. Yeah. Creativity is a huge tool within entrepreneurship and business and life. I think just in general, like you want to solve problems, you have to get creative. But your creativity muscle has to be exercised just like any other muscle in your your body or you're going to lose out on it. If you're not thinking of, you know, day-to-day -day creative activities and how you're solving problems and just, you know, getting that creative muscle moving, that's why by the time these kids graduated, they were no longer drawing and coloring and doing all these different things that kept them creative. By the time they graduated college, they could only think of five ways to use a paperclip. Do you think, now let me see if I could say this the right way. Do you know how very successful business owners and highly successful people are like hard to communicate with. Like a, a person on our level is harder. It's harder for us to communicate with those people on that level. Now, do you think it's the same thing with like the kindergartner getting kind of not brainwashed, but you learn more and you learn more and you learn more, you lose that creativity 
when you're graduating because you know all the facts of everything and this and that, and you try to overthink it, overanalyze yeah. it. I've seen where highly successful business owners are almost dumb when it comes to common sense things. Okay. And I feel it like as I'm growing, doing things, you almost lose that sense of common sense or creativity or yeah. childhood. Right. Yes. So I can see where some dude with a boat, that a helicopter on it that hangs out with just the wealthiest of the best of the smartest people might need that, might need to hang out with some kids running around in KEI mini trucks they figured out how to import from Japan yeah. just to kind of be creative and live life. Why do you, like you had some dude say something, some guy with a big truck talking crap on your truck, right? So he doesn't see it how we see it. And that's how I feel the same way with like people driving a certain car with a big old wing on it. That's not my style, but you know what? That's creative. If that's what he likes or she likes, that's cool. But you should try it too. Yeah. You know, I don't Before like you, those big wing cars, but I've driven a couple that's like, whoa, that's a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> the, like that spools up. I'm like, oh, that was different. You know, I'm not used to it. But I think that that muscle, like everything you're saying has to be exercised too. You should be curious. You should be creative. You should be coming up with new ideas. And that'll keep you successful. That'll keep you on the edge. It'll keep you yeah. different. It's all about standing out in this world. If you don't stand out, what, what what's the point? You blend in with everyone else. If you're not creative, you're not going anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like when I hang out with little kids, like my daughter and my nephew, like when I was at my brother's house on uh, Sunday, right? Me and uh, my nephew were casting a fishing pole in the backyard, right? He finds this thing in the shed. And he's just whipping it around like a whip, right? I'm like, hey, Logie, come here. He comes here. He comes to me. And I like, I take the pole from him because I had a little bolt in my hand. Or it was a nut. It was a nut and a bolt. I took the nut off, threaded the fishing line through the nut so he can cast it in the backyard. So him and I, like, he was pissed that I took it at first. But I showed him what I was doing. And the creativity of putting a nut on the end of the string made the weight so we could cast it and me and him were playing with that thing for probably a half hour and he's reeling it in real 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 and he kept reeling it in and then i was showing him how to cast it and i honestly think that helped me more than it helped him by getting back to my creativity getting myself on a three four year olds level yeah hanging out most, with him and my daughter the, the most creative out there yeah Look at my daughter making bracelets for us. Would she make you 10? I think she has 10 more at the house she's been making. I'm ready for them. To They've be on that, out. we all need to reverse a little bit. Be. I don't even consider it reversing. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a ex, expanding or moving forward by. It's progressive. Progressive, yeah. So I think it's a great thing to do. Like I think you should step back. Look at things in a different point of view where you were, you know. Why do we like camping? Why do people like camping? And, and they get campers, okay? It's a trailer. Why do people like to go to campgrounds with trailers that have half-million-dollar huge-ass houses? You like to it's, – it's human. You need to get back to that lower mentality of where you started camping, roughing it. Like we all need that in in our souls. We need that. Why do I go hunting? 
I don't need to go get a deer for food to survive, but it brings you back. And at the same time, it helps you grow. So hanging out with little kids, hanging out with people, it, it, it all plays into that. Yep. And maybe that's why my dad's so creative because I have four siblings and there's always a young child around him at all times. Yeah, your dad's pretty sharp. He's super creative. Yeah. He's—I'd I'd argue he's one of the most creative. Like he'll say something. Like, Why didn't I think of that? Some things he thinks of, and you're like, "God, I'm glad I didn't think." Of that. Yeah, that too. But I mean, not, <laughs> God, I'm glad I didn't say not, that. <laughs> nonetheless, creative. Oh, creative! Um, well, like and sometimes to, to, the funniest thing you've ever heard. Creative and offensive. <laughs> he—he's come up with the most creative insults I've ever heard in my life. And he said, "You got to be competitive. Whether it's you have the nastiest insult, <laughs> what if, if you're if you're playing football and you got to score that touchdown, you got to be competitive." Like, well, Dad, maybe maybe you should take it easy on the insult. He insults. needs to write a book. He needs to write a book. <laughs> yeah, we got to have him on here one of these days. Yep. So so everyone can understand a little bit deeper. We'll just do a a deep dive into the mind of Rob Nash. It'll be a <laughs> it'll be a podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We might have to blurp out some things. We'll put kid on it. Beep. beep. Yeah, every other word. Every other word will be kid, profound. Kid, kid, kid a bleep button. Yeah. That's all he oh, needs. on another note. Um, so, yeah, going back to the paper clip, that's a wonderful question. And Did you like that question? I, I really liked it. I'm glad you And you can do anything. You could cut grass with it if you yeah. want. And I'm looking at your grass out there. Just it'd take a long time. Yeah, but you could. But you could. You could do anything you need to with the paper clip. Not the greatest, but you could do it. Um. I finally got to meet Crackers. Oh yeah, briefly. Briefly, I wanted to spend was, more time. She was with popular. She's very popular with the ladies. They had uh, so we went to Willoughby. Car if we show. have any new listeners, we should preface this. Crackers is my grandma. Um, she is the first person to listen she's to our any biggest podcast. Fan, our best fan. Yes, but she's our biggest critic. She she will tell us if something needs addressed, changed, yep. edited. She listens to every one of them before they air and gives us her honest feedback. She takes notes. She writes it all out. She calls me right away with a synopsis and says, I really like this part. This part was okay. You guys talked over each other in this part. She gives us the whole I've learned a lot spiel. from from just yeah. having – with her feedback. But Ryan never met her. I finally got to meet her, and she's a wonderful lady. And um, hopefully in the future we can uh, – maybe we'll all go get dinner one night. Oh, yeah. Us and we'll bring Rachel and Izzy Be and right. just take crackers to oh, get, yeah. get some uh, caps or something. So, yeah, um, it was at the Willoughby Car Show. She had, uh, what was it, her nieces and stuff yeah. all with her. Our yeah. cousin and nieces and I don't know, our family. So she was so busy, bad. but I, I got to introduce myself and meet her. And she's a, she's a great lady. In just a couple seconds we talked, she's a great human being. And I'm uh, glad I was able to meet her. So. Hopefully we get to meet up and talk more in the future. You know she's listening right now. That's awesome. Every one of them. She's Johnny on the spot. I, yeah. it, I send it to her within whatever, if it's a 31-minute episode, 32 minutes in, she, I, I get a call immediately with notes ready to go. That's so great. So Love it. It's all it's all fun. You want to sneak anything else in there? You got anything else you want to add? Uh, I guess today we, uh, we should. This is a good one. The meat wagon, meat quick wagon. to the point. I hope everyone enjoyed what they heard, got something out sneak, of it. Do we have time to sneak a review in? We always got time for a review. All right, let's review the Willoughby Car Show. That's my family's biggest outing. I'm going to give that shit a 10 out of 10. I was, I, that's a 10. It's a 10 every, 
every year. We yeah. bring, it brings everyone together. I honestly feel like normally I would go there and I was like, hey, it's a car show, whatever. You know, my, my family, they, they help set it up and everything. And, um, it's great. Ryan's family are there and, and it, without his dad setting everything up for us to all park next to each other, it, but normally when I go like by myself, yeah, I'd give it like yeah, six out of 10. You well, know? It, it brings everyone together. That and was, that's amazing. what I like about it. it. It gets everyone like, look at that row we had. We had my parents, your dad was there. Um, just all of our friends, like our close, you know, immediate people we talk to on a daily basis, all within the same row. I give it more than 10 out of 10. And that was just a good, yeah. good event. That's always a good time. Your uncle's car was there, which was amazing. Yes. And just like, so we had beer in the trunks of multiple cars and uh, we had cups to, to drink the beer in and stuff like that. And just having your uncle's car there. And cracking beers out of the trunk, filling our cups up in the trunk, and then just looking at all the, <laughs> all the handprints. That was amazing, having your uncle's car there. I think like the biggest thing was just it was your uncle's car. He would go there every year with you guys, and just seeing his car be used, like you said when yes. we were standing there, it's like he was there. He was there, and he was smiling yes. the whole time. And it's funny because you know my uncle he. He was huge into cars and, you know, he fixed them like my dad does. I wouldn't say the most professional in the world. You know, they kind of, they, they hack some stuff in there, which is awesome. gives it some personality. And me and my dad are laughing because we car comes up. We have no idea if it runs, what's going on within the, the lights. Because my dad's, I wonder if it even has brake lights. Like they're like hardly tied in. There's like eight different things going to it. And we're like, he's sitting up there laughing, but you'll get a kick out of this. So he, we put it on the lift the other day and we were looking under it and there's like, he had a shackle kit to, to raise the rear end up a little bit. And there's a two by four in there that <laughs> shoved awesome. in there. And me and my dad just start laughing because like we could see him and he'd just be sitting there like laughing, like, huh, what guys? Like <laughs> it, it, it's all I had in my garage at the time. Like it's functional. Like just, you know, a, a dumb smirk on his face, like knows what he did. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're laughing. Like we're going to be finding stuff on this car for, for the rest of our lives. It was flawless. Like it's a good looking it's car. It's great. Great looking. Runs car. great. It got you guys there. It, it held back. the beer. Yeah. It 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 was did not fail you no. straight off the trailer. No. Just it's a it's a nice car. Um, yeah, it and, is. And he it's he very, was extremely nice. his he was an aircraft mechanic his whole life. I don't know if you knew that. So he's extremely mechanically talented. He just liked to MacGyver things. He worked with what he had in his garage and mm -hmm. just figured it out from there. So, so what you're saying is some of these airplanes were flying on have two. That's what I was asking him. Like you know, <laughs> I used to ask him like you know. Um, I've heard some of the ways you fix it. He's like, yeah, just give it the old smack with your fist and, you know, work it from there and duct tape's your best friend, you know. But nonetheless, it was cool to have that car there. And, and uh, he was there in spirit, you know, glad everything worked out just how it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So will be car shows at 10, 10 out of 10 in my book. I'll be there every year for the rest of my life. It's just a big family outing. I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. a little bit sad. My brother couldn't make it home. That's the first one he's ever missed, but he'll be back in the saddle next year. So you'll meet him next year at that event. Good deal. So that'll be a lot of fun. But that that wraps up our episode from today, the meat wagon. The meat wagon. And we'll be we'll be back next week. Good deal. Hope uh, everybody gets a little bit out of this. And no joke, everything we said was hundred uh, percent from the heart and serious. When is it never? When is it not? Yeah. But I mean, you know, that was uh stuff that is personal to me and you yeah what was said in here and uh 
I we say it because we want it to help people and get people going, get people motivated. We you don't know how long you're going to be here, so ride that meat wagon and and get make it make ride it meat wagon flat out. Make Floor your that meat thing. wagon your bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's a shirt. Don't get hurt. Yeah, make your meat wagon your bitch. People are gonna say what? What does your what shirt say? Does that mean? It means what it says. That's it. So. With that being said, everybody have a wonderful month, a wonderful year. Just we're we're just until next week. I, I know we'll be back next us. week. Have a wonderful week. Yeah. But like I said, kick ass this year. year. What is this? Kick ass this year is what I meant to say. Have a wonderful year, everyone. We'll have see. You. We'll see you in twenty twenty four. Hopefully, this podcast will. will this is the one that's going to fulfill you for the full no, year. This is the one that's going to blow up. We're, we're going to look tomorrow, and ten thousand people are going to listen to it. I'm hoping. This is the one. It's going to catch the algorithms because it's just got such a good title, "The Meat Wagon." The Meat Wagon. Episode eight. The Meat Episode Wagon. Episode eight. So we'll do another quick one uh, next week, and bring that next uh, topic to you guys, which you don't know what it is. We don't either, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone. All right, have a good week.